<laughs> you like that? Yeah, that'll be a great in, in point. It'll be a great way in. Chipper. It'll just be like the guitar. Do 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 do. Yeah. Thank you, Amber, for You're this welcome. wonderful intro. You're welcome. All right. Good morning, everybody. It is May 29th, two thousand fifteen, and I'm sitting across from the Amber Getz. Not to be confused with Amber Getz. It's <laughs> different. Different. The Amber Getz. The is your first name. It's funny because I had an agent that used to call me the. That's all. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what was the purpose of that? I don't know. It was just this funny thing that came up, and he just, it just like on my birthday. What's up, the Happy birthday. And I was like, oh yeah. You like that? You like being called the? I it, whatever. It's better than like asshole. <laughs> other things people could call me. This is true. There are other names that are much worse. Yeah. Well, sorry for the confusion, people. <laughs> I'm sitting here with the. <laughs> and that's all. And that's it. No. Uh, Amber Getz, ladies and gentlemen. Amber Getz. Oh, just two people clapping. Yay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll overlay Like applause. a whole audience. <laughs> no, I won't. She thinks I will, but I won't. Oh, we're in a funny mood today. I know, this is going to be hilarious. It's, I can th- already I, tell. I think I broke the record for earliest Is podcast. this it? I think so. Really? Not by much. Anyway. Hey, Amber. Hey, Andrew. So, my previous Highway to Havasu guest. By the way, Amber is our... I, I, I mean, I don't even know what to call you on Highway to Havasu <laughs> just because you did so much for it. Just so you're crafty. Just no. crafty. <laughs> Just those chickens. That's all I want to re- remembered for is is my snacks. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, this is the next installment of our Highway to Havasu series, and you are, I'd say, first and foremost, producer. You produce the thing. You put the thing together. You also act in it. You resurrect your acting career as Miss Tliff. I did. She's a saint. <laughs> She's the best math teacher ever. Ms. She's Cliff. so giving. She, she has would... great study hall sessions. She has friends. She's she has close great with friends. her faculty. She's <laughs> very close with the faculty. Um, but no, yeah, you acted in it. I did. I was a uh, slutty Miss Tliff. <laughs> Two plus one equals fun. Uh, and crafty. <laughs> and prop master. And wardrobe at certain times. And you did. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to chime in and be like, "Yeah, this is all of the things oh, that sorry. I did." Well, because I'm sitting here going, "Did I do all of that stuff?" I mean, at moments, yeah, I had helpers, but I did a lot. Of, I did a lot of that stuff. Um, paperwork, communications liaison for everything. That's right, location manager. Yeah. Hey, I didn't do Mike Anderson's job. This is true. You didn't bring in the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have Mike Anderson on and you can talk about <laughs> I would love to have Mike Anderson on. Um, for you listeners playing along at home, Mike Anderson was our boat coordinator, but his first priority was always the bathroom. <laughs> like, every time we would meet, he'd, his first thing would be like, all right, so I got the bathroom boat all set up to come. And for some reason, every time he would show up, do you remember what happened, Amber? What would happen when he would show up? People would have to go. People would have to poop. <laughs> It was this incredible thing that happened where, like, he'd show up and everybody would just have to poop. I love Mike. He's I, great. I remember during the RV blue screen days, <laughs> he shows up and Jeff just <laughs> runs 
to the bathroom and he comes I back totally and he just forgot. goes, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I had to go, I'm up. sorry. <laughs> Luckily there was a bathroom because Mike didn't provide one. Right, so. on that day it was just a visit Whew. and he didn't bring the poop deck with him. <laughs> and luckily there was a bathroom nearby. But that's because of your great location management skills. Thank you. <laughs> that was totally... Uh, we're talking RV day two, right? Yes, the second one, the 19-hour. Yeah, that was just luck of the draw that we uh, somehow replaced day one's location with day two, and they had a bathroom conveniently. Mm. Do we want to say why? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so scary, we don't want to talk about. Night. <laughs> we don't want to talk about the thing, the whole thing about people thinking we're shooting a porn the entire time. Oh my god! I was yes, the whole time people yes. thought we were always filming a porn because just awesome stuff well, kept happening. Yeah, there's bathrobes and and dudes in underwear walking around, and it's all part that of the show. That wasn't even it though, because I was like, it's you probably saw an actor walking around in a bathrobe. You know, don't don't worry. He's just he's just in wardrobe, so he's staying warm, whatever. And they're like, no, there's black paper up on the window and i'm like yeah we're trying it's the night shot so <laughs> really like that's it that, that was the indication that's all that's oh and there was women going in and out of the room oh makeup artist and god me, forbid there should be women river who's six yes your daughter sketchy river, who's also in the film <laughs> that's right you're also momager to one of the actresses in momager the film. i like that nice. oh you never heard that no oh yeah momager if someone were to say, what did you do on Havasu, what would be your first response? Producing. You produced. Yeah. Okay, cool. And more specifically, line producing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, what did you... It was your first time kind of producing, right? And yeah, Jeff and I have done music videos, um, mm -hmm. which is obviously a much smaller scale type of production. So, there was a lot to factor in this. Boats and flying people in and housing people for... Like 45 days. I think there was a total of like 40 some cast and crew that had to be accounted for. That was interesting. Um, so, but this was the first feature film that you produced? Yes. So, what was one of the things that surprised you about doing your first feature film? Like, what, what did you not anticipate having to take care of? I think that every day there was <laughs> something new that I had to take care of. So, that was. That was the surprise. Where it was like, come on, man, yesterday it was this, now it's this. So it was just constantly adjusting to it's, a new yeah, scenario. Be ready for anything. Be, being ready for anything? <laughs> yeah. So you weren't ready for anything before? <laughs> no, I wasn't prepared at all. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you witness some of the things. We get to location, and it's like, oh, you guys have to go, or oh, there's or spring break <laughs> happening across the lake, and we can't hear any of the actors' lines. <laughs> By the way, you guys owe us $400 for this location. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? <laughs> that was never discussed. Like, he totally shook me down. Yeah. But I got him down to like 150 So Of course you did, because I mean, you're a great location manager. Sure. <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. That, that guy. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing. What? Oh, he just—he was an interesting guy. We yes. Do you we, remember when um we left Lars left a filter inside, and the way he responded to me when I was like, "Hey, we left a filter inside. Is there any way we can bike in there? I know exactly where it is. I'm just gonna pop in, grab it, because he'd closed for the day." And he uh -huh. was like, <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Well, sounds like your problem. <laughs> I mean, he used other words, but it was... <laughs> but I think he was sort of kidding, but he was so scary. Uh-huh. I just... I wasn't sure. I was like... Un he oh, was unsavory. Okay. He was... Yeah. He made me very uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Well, what was the fa one of the favorite moments in filming? <clears throat> Not necessarily from filming itself, 
But like your favorite memories. One of my favorite memories. Um, gosh, it would have to be all the all the laughter and the bonding after filming each day. Ah, that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Yes. I don't feel like that's a, and maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like since we were all like staying in the same houses and watching dailies because Jeremy insisted. Um, it was fun. It gave us all a chance to, like, really get to know each other. Guys, I think Jeremy wants to watch some dailies. <laughs> I think that only was a fact for, like, four days. The rest of the time it was it was everyone else. Jeremy just wanted to go to bed. Well, no, it was me totally trying to passively be like, guys, I think we should watch dailies, but I didn't want to, because I had to repeat myself several times. So at a certain point, I was just like, guys, I think Jeremy... Yeah, who is not here. <laughs> he wasn't even there. Sometimes he wasn't even there. <laughs> right. Um, so what about your, your favorite characters? I mean, I, I'm sure you helped in developing the script with Jeff and the story. Some of my favorite characters? It, it changed... From what to what? Almost weekly. Let's well, hype up the, the movie. The, Who are these fun right. characters? So, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So when Jeff first wrote the script, right away, um, the first character that I just loved was Ronathan. I can't even say it without giggling because I don't know if it's because like Jeff's reading the lines to me and the way he was doing it was so funny. Um, but I also sort of pictured like a like a Tom Green, like just totally out there, you know, something weird. And... I feel like that guy could really maybe exist in a boat rental place, maybe in Havasu. I don't know. So that was kind of fun to explore where Uncle Ronathan was going to be. I think George did a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. George being Johnny Three Tears of... Hollywood Undead. Hollywood Undead. One of the bands that graciously appears in our film. Yes. We get to we get to have some of their awesome music, which is great. Um, Billy was probably like my overall favorite character i thought billy was just this fun guy who he just wanted to have a good time just want to make sure his friends for those of you playing along (laughs) i play billy (laughs) thanks amber well you know so i had i had um i had some help with some of billy's stuff you know i would give just suggestions and funny ideas and scenes and billy is definitely a lot of him is Jeff, and we had a really hard time finding Billy. Hey, because everyone that came to read from they were just it was too much, it was too ridiculous. It was like, no, that guy's not likable. You'll be sick of that guy after the first scene. And then when we got Andrew Fromer's what <laughs> what <laughs> video audition, we were like, this this guy brought something different. Like you brought your own version of sort of what Jeff was wanting Mm. it was it was cool i remember we were pretty excited we did like a dance (laughs) not really i made that up (laughs) and then um i'm sorry andrew but i i love dj tanner (sighs) (laughs) he does have a banner dude dj tanner has a banner that guy's awesome um that's there's there's no billy banner there isn't a billy banner there's a dj tanner banner there's always i would have a suit part two that could happen For no reason, there's Billy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, DJ Tanner. Well, I mean <clears throat> Joe Tomasini, who he plays it. it, he kills it. It's incredible. It was funny because when I saw his headshot, I was like, and not to discredit Joe, I think he's amazing, but I was like, this guy, like he had this look where I felt like he could totally play that douchey, 
spring break. Yeah. You know. It was funny. He's anyway. so nice. Oh, he's a nice. He's nothing <laughs> like DJ Ted at all. That was the funniest part. I think in his first audition, we were like, he's the complete 180 of DJ Tanner. So. Yeah. Well, the power of acting, right? Yeah. It's really hard to, to narrow it down, though, because... That's okay. You don't have I, to. Yeah. That's why I... I love st- them all. It, you guys all had different moments where you shined, and yeah. each character was like, oh, wow. Like, the chemistry I saw between Ben and Kayla loved that and that was something that i i had said to jeff in the beginning i was like i just want to i just want to find two actors for those roles because i felt that was really important that um you just really felt like it was real and i thought they did an awesome job maxi um when i watched playback of his smiles and his (laughs) his silly innocent faces i love and uh and jonathan totally blew me away i wasn't expecting to love george again from, (laughs) from hollywood undead i wasn't expecting to just love Jonathan. Yeah. That that scene's definitely going to be one of my favorites, I think. So you're touching on something that I really wanted to ask you about. Uh-oh. So. Tow trucks? No. <laughs> Did you, have you had run-ins with tow trucks? No. Not at all. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so casting. Yeah. In casting the film, we're going to talk a little later about you... Not just the movie, this is also about you, Amber. Oh, God. We're going to talk about your acting career. And so coming from a pretty successful acting career, hosting, modeling, you've been in a lot of casting sessions. You killed it in commercials, right? Yeah. We're going to get to that later, folks. I know. Stay on the edge of your seats. Like in four hours. (laughs) (laughs) So going from that life and then transitioning into being a producer and you sit on the other side of the table... You have incredible insight into what works and what doesn't. And I have a few actor friends that listen to this. What would you like to say to them in terms of the casting process? Oh, my God. In terms of, like, do's and don'ts. And, like, things that you were surprised to learn when you were casting Havasu. Um, gosh, less is more. I didn't realize how many actors come in and they're just, it's almost too much. And I think sometimes that would work in like a hosting audition, probably like you want to see crazy animation. And that was one of the biggest, um, the, one of the biggest things when we were casting the Billy character, we felt like everyone, it was just too much. It was too, eh, like I said before, you just want this guy to go away. It wasn't this guy you want to hang out with. And, um, I think the, the subtle things that we do as humans is so interesting and watching like little mannerisms and things like that that are so simple make a huge difference if that makes sense Uh like small expressions and movements and subtleties interesting and i think another thing we might have learned is because you you were kind enough to show me on actors access like all the headshots because because you shot my headshots recently and thank you for that you're welcome. Um, but we pulled up Billy, and we were looking through <laughs> headshots just mm-hmm. to get a feel of what... What it know, looked like? Wh- like? No, what a good headshot or a not-so-good right, right, headshot right. looks like. And as we were doing it, you you were like, God, so many people submitted who are just not right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's a high school part, and there are dudes that are like 40 yeah. submitting. Or they just don't have the right look, and they're they're trying to... I think too, it's like finding, knowing, knowing who you are, knowing your strengths and going for that. Don't do everything. Don't spread yourself too thin. Don't submit yourself for every single part. This, this weird number keeps texting me. 
Can we take in calls and we can ask them what they want me to text this random person that asked me to go get pizza for them? Somebody texted <laughs> you about getting pizza? Yeah, they, hey, bring in, they're bringing in and out. Can you go by and get some pizza on 5th and then come to my room? And I go, sure, I could do that. What are you wearing? <laughs> I have no idea who it is. You don't know who it is. They just randomly texted you this stuff about food. Yeah, just that'd be fun. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, let's switch gears a bit Uh-oh. and talk about you. Where are you from originally? Arizona. Remember where we filmed uh, Beware of Tits? Ah, Fort Mojave. <laughs> so about, I don't know, mile and a half up the road. That's okay. where I grew up for a huge part of my life. And lived that lifestyle, the river, the, the lifestyle you see in Highway to Havasu. Being on the water, barbecuing on the beach, mom made dinner all the time uh-huh. on Second Beach. That was where we hung out. And um, moved to Southern California after high school. Hmm. Funny that you should mention high school. Oh, yay. Because I love talking about high school because it's so weird. I don't. <laughs> you don't like talking about high school? I just didn't have like awesome high school. Sorry, Kingman High School. Oh, um, calling them out. <laughs> I bring it. Well, so but, well, what was <clears throat> not awesome about it? I think, I, I don't know if it's because it's like a small town, so it's just different. Like hearing Jeff's perspective on high school and like other friends' perspective on high school. I'm like, man, my high school is nothing like that. There just wasn't cool stuff going on. I don't know. So A lot of bad stuff that I was not into. I wasn't into partying. I wasn't into hooking up with everybody. What were you into? Um, my dirt bike. <laughs> I was I was such a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dirt bike. Amber. I know. Um, now my dad built me a track um, in our yard. We had we had we had some land in high school, and he built me a track. I had a little a little double section. I had a couple of nice turns. Some whoops. So I'd imagine uh, a a young motocross girl isn't going to enjoy high school all no. that much. That's... No, it was annoying. I remember, this is so stupid, but I remember getting my, ordering my class ring, uh-huh. and, like, you can pick, like, what, like, symbols or icons go on the side, and it's, like, cheerleading and this and that, and I'm just, like, cool, nothing in this book relates to who I am as a person. That's great. Wait, so. that's, that's really interesting, though, because you were, because a lot of people struggle to find themselves in high school. Like, they don't know who they are. There's, like, identity crises. But you seem to... You knew who you were, you know? Yeah. How did that happen, though? When, when, where was that sense of discovery? How did you know that you're the kind of girl that loves dirt bikes, not cheerleading, not football, not these things that are thrust upon you by your well, high school? Well, I know? think it was my upbringing. I grew up in, like, a race family. My dad used to race and spent lots of time at the track. Ah. You know, that kind of thing. There wasn't Sunday football in my house. It was, hey, kids, you know, let's load up the truck and we'd go out to the desert for a couple of days and ride around. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's not a bad life. Not bad at all. Yeah. And until you have to go to high school. And <laughs> then you have they to go don't, to high school. They don't support someone who enjoys dirt bike riding. and. No, they're like, hey, join the squad. <laughs> <laughs> Just, do the, that with their just the arbitrary squad. Yeah. Just in general. <laughs> could be the squad. football squad. Could be the cheerleading squad. You, you never know. know. I feel like high school is a lot different now because I feel like there's more. When I graduated high school, 
probably way, way, way before you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, I don't know, there wasn't a lot of kids doing what I was doing. Now I feel like it's the sports and the activities I took part in as a teenager are definitely more popular now. So I see like kids going racing together and going camping, desert camping. Like there's a lot of families doing it. Interesting. Now. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Go figure. Weird. All right, you go back in time to high school. There's no way I would do that, but okay. (laughs) You hop in that DeLorean, you go back in time to high school. You look down at your CD player, your Walkman CD player. What CD is in there? What CD? Yes, what CD? It's a specific CD. Yes, what do you see? This is a visual exercise. Um, What CD do you see in there? That would definitely be Nirvana. There you go, people. Never mind. Never mind, so who was it then? Nirvana, never mind. Nirvana. Never mind. What? Nirvana. You're... I... The name of the CD is Nevermind. <laughs> I was like, wait, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Joke. Did you go to college? I did. I moved to Orange County. Okay. Um, I was supposed to go to NAU, but I didn't. Long story. Anyway. So, yeah, I ended up in Orange County and um, went attended... <laughs> Uh, community college for so long. I could never decide what I was doing. I just kept changing it. From First what to it what was to like what? business, and then I did some acting stuff. I did like voice. I did um, radio broadcasting. I did some theater stuff, and then I switched, and then fully took my whole focus programming. Um, computer programming. Computer programming. I worked for an aerospace company at the time, and would go to night school. I know. It's so random, right? It's so weird. Every motocross girl should work at an aerospace <laughs> company. <laughs> um, wow. And so what did you ultimately end up getting your degree in? Um, if you did, which I well, think you see, did. See, okay, so there's there's programming, and then like towards the end of all of my programming stuff, I got super into animation, and then I got into editing. Film editing. Yeah. But wow. I mean, yes, by, by, by trade, technically, I'm a programmer. <laughs> Don't be so sad about that. That's I'm awesome. so burnt out. <laughs> it's, been a rough, it's been a rough month in the programming world. Oh, no. What happened? The hacking? Yeah, my server's been hacked like three times. That's okay, just... is there any hackers out there? Yeah. I'm going to go, beat your... Go away. <laughs> God. Go. I have other stuff to do. Stop it. <laughs> Stop messing up my code. No, yeah. There are people who just troll on the internet and find sites and just tear them apart. They should get some friends or like it's a hobby. It's really sad. And it's just mean. It needs to stop. Yeah. There's no even benefit to it, I'd, I'd imagine. I don't... I, I think okay. if you do something like that because you're bored, you don't really enjoy normal activities like most people anyway. They didn't discover motocross when they were yeah. in school. Yeah. You know what? It's... They don't have a hacking icon for your class ring either. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? You know who needs hacking! To, you know who's marginalized in the high school community? Dirt bike riders and hackers who are... It is not fair. <laughs> hackers who are dirt bikes, you know? Oh. Such dirt bikes. Such dirt bikes. Don't be such a dirt bike, people. Um, so you, you're a programmer. You're working at an aerospace engineering company. Yep. And then all of a sudden you become an actress model? <laughs> it was sort of all happening at the same time. I... Was at a dirt bike race, <laughs> Anaheim round one supercross, and my sister and I started these little silly websites. It was like kind of my 
practicing, I guess. Like, I would, I'd build a site for myself, I built a site for her, and that's what I would practice on with the code I was learning. And so we had these sites where we were, like, ultimate motocross fans, and we would, like, shit talk on the guys we didn't like, and then <laughs> post pictures, like, these are the guys we're rooting for, whatever. And so we would go to races, and we'd do all sorts of funny things. We got in so much trouble, but um, we would, we would like, take pictures with the, the, the team riders that we weren't fans of and like make funny faces and you know they didn't know they're just like oh these girls want pictures with me but we're like you know, whatever <laughs> sticking our tongues out and so we put we put them online and like write little stories about things we did at different races and we sort of kind of developed this little fan base and it was really funny because people would recognize us by like our chat names <laughs> so silly. which were what what were your chat oh, names God. well mine was ams 79 <laughs> and she was waves 83 so yeah super creative um anyway so we're at supercross and uh this the editor of uh, transworld motocross connects with me and i think he just saw me in a crowd i don't know anyway and we start talking and he's like oh i want to put you in the magazine blah 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 i can pay you this and i was like all right that's cool and he's like i'll give you some i'll give you some free gear and so i went to the shoot i took took jeff because i was really nervous to go with some to some, I don't know, like, this could be a guy that's going to cut my head off. Who knows? That's such a weird first thought. <laughs> this guy's trying to lure me into his place to cut my head off and then mount it like I'm a deer. Like I'm his game. That doesn't go through your head? No. Oh, okay. I okay. think they want to take my money. Yeah, well, you know, when you're like, a girl and you're, like, 18. I was trying I to be think, polite about it. I don't it, think but... they're, like, maybe going to take my money. Okay. Anyway. So, so, anyway, so I go to the shoot and it was awesome and easiest thing I ever did. So no head cutting off. Uh, totally got to keep my head. <laughs> he didn't want it. It was not a good head. It just it just kind of kept going. I, I had a good time. It was fun. And I got an agent. I was like, I guess I'll try to do this. It was and, a print agent? <clears throat> no. First, I went and met with this guy. He did he did theatrical, but he mostly was commercial. And he was so, so small in this tiny little office off Wilshire. And uh, that day he sent me on an audition to a mercedes-benz regional commercial and they wanted a pam anderson look-alike it was a baywatch spoof and so i went in did you know did what they told me to do i didn't know anything about acting i didn't know what a slate they're like slate i'm like okay like i didn't know anything about this (laughs) literally small town girl And uh, go back. Go, exactly. So then I I go home and I got a call. I think that night or like the next morning, like they want to see you at a callback. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what do I do? And so I went to the callback and there's like, I'm not kidding. There's probably 50 just gorgeous girls lined up around the building. And I'm like, yeah, right. This is stupid. Like this isn't gonna. I should just leave. I'm not waiting in this line. So I wait in the line. I do the audition. I get a call that night. You're booked. They want to they want to use you for this commercial. I'm like, awesome. Okay, cool. And then like a week later, I was shooting um, in Malibu where they filmed Baywatch, and I had my own trailer. It was really exciting, and the commercial did so well. It ended up getting picked up national. I got it ran for like three and a half years, two Super Bowl Sundays. I made so much money. <laughs> they ended up they ended up having me back like a year later and we did like a still shoot and they there was on all these billboards down the ten freeway. It was pretty cool. Huh. Saw yourself on a billboard. Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty awesome. So then when did the kind of hosting aspect come along? Like Web Rides T V. 
Oh, web rides. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, a few years into just auditioning for, like, commercials and uh, the theatrical stuff was few and far between, but I did some some little things. Um, my agent sent me on a hosting audition for a motorsports show that was on Fuel TV called The Daily Habit, and they were casting for the life coach, and uh, the life coach is this girl that boys write in letters or call whatever kind of like dear abby yeah exactly and they get love advice from me and so they were like we have you know we have a life coach we want to take it a different direction she's like sweet and whatever and we kind of want we liked you for the idea of you're you're a jerk you give it to him straight and i was like dude this is right up my alley this is how i am anyway so i went in um killed the audition booked it and once they found out that I rode, they were like, do you have a bike? And I was like, yeah, of course. And they're like, bring your bike. And so I ended up like riding my bike on the show and uh, for like a little intro piece. And it was awesome. The best part about it was I had just got this helmet. Helmets are very expensive. like Motocross helmets. Motocross helmets. I'm sure there are bike helmets that are not as expensive. Yeah, probably like 50 bucks. Like this was unicorn. like a $350, $400 helmet. At the time, I yeah. Anyway, That's it, was, it was it was a nice helmet, mm-hmm. and the kid who plays the kid reading me his, well, he was there to read. He was I th- he's supposed to be like an intern, so he's reading the question to me. Like, this is what's going on with me and the girl. What do I do? And they're like, so you're gonna get off your bike and you're gonna throw your helmet at him. And I was like, if you drop my helmet, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and the look on his face was like, shit. <laughs> sure enough, get off the bike, throw the helmet. He drops it. And when you when you drop a helmet, it, it it cracks like the interior shell. The helmet's trash. So I was I was not stoked. So, but <laughs> motocross motocross helmets are like one time use kind of thing. Uh, well, so so are like road bike and street bike helmets. There's there's like three layers, and one of them is like this incredibly thin shell that's kind of like the I don't want to say skeleton, but like once that is broken or shattered or yeah. fractured, it decreases the effectiveness of the helmet by like right. 80 percent and so this actor was <laughs> yeah. he an actor he, was he an actor or was he like a the people who i mean i in, believe he was I, it was so like i got there like oh this one so he's playing the intern like so i think he was i, okay. I didn't really get to spend much time and getting to know he him. was like oh don't worry i'll catch it no he was totally nervous oh. he looks like the kind of guy that can't play catch <laughs> like, toss that kid a baseball and hit him in the face. Oh, no. That's why I was like, dude, don't drop my helmet. And we practiced. I had like a shitty helmet. He dropped my he dropped my nice helmet. But I got a brand new one for Christmas, so that was kind of cool. Nice. Thanks, Santa. Santa Jeff. Or the Hanukkah armadillo. Thanks, Hanukkah armadillo. <laughs> for our Jewish friends out there. So not only were you doing these hosting things but you were also kind of a motocross stunt woman i believe yeah yeah you were doing stunts that's rad (laughs) what do you mean duh i'm kidding so yeah so i did the hosting thing for a while i sort of uh kind of took off in that world for a little bit in the automotive world and motorsports Mm -hmm. i grew up building cars with my dad and so i had a really great knowledge base of how engines work so that was very beneficial for me being a female going to auditions where you know, obviously they need a host that can speak on camera, but being able to back up what I'm saying was, was kind of a big deal. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing SEMA for 11 years. What is SEMA? What, what's SEMA? SEMA is the giantest, most awesome car show in the whole land. Now, it's a pretty great show. <laughs> and, and 
It is. It's fun. In Vegas every year, and it's just like, if you're a car person, it's it's like Disneyland for your eyeballs. Gotcha. <laughs> Everything's there. And I got to interview some of the most amazing people in the industry. Nice. Yeah. Um, you also... So then, then sorry. <laughs> so yeah. then... And kind of in the midst of all that, my agent calls me up one day and he's like, hey, so I know you ride motorcycles. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I have a stunt job for you. They, you're, they're, they're booking you. They they love you. Whatever. Show up here tomorrow and you're going to do the, you're going to do like rehearsals with the stunt coordinator. And I'm like, what am I riding? And he was like, oh, it's a 2100 uh, huge bike. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I ride dirt. It's totally different. And he's like. This was a yeah, street who, bike. Yeah, he's like, what? You know, what's the big deal? Like he, guy from Manhattan Beach. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, that's like a huge difference. Like I grew up with dirt. I've never even ridden a bike on the road. Like I've been a passenger, but I've never driven one myself. And he's like, well, sh- you know, what do you think we should do? And I'm like, I don't know. And so I get on the phone with the stunt coordinator. I was very honest, and I was like, I'm nervous. I don't want to drop someone's bike, and you know, I'm on asphalt. It's a big, you know, big difference. And he's like, oh, come on. He's like, dirt bikes are so much harder. He's like, don't even worry about it. And so I met with him in um, like Chatsworth somewhere in a parking lot. And we were just, he was like, he just want to make sure I could do donuts. And then we're doing figure eights. And he's like, you're fine. <laughs> and it turns out that, yeah, riding a road bike is so much easier. <laughs> road bike riders, you ain't got shit on No, I mean, rider. there's difficulty. <laughs> but like when you're on a dirt bike, that just, it needs you to... 100% be aware, hold it up, balance it, move it, whatever. And bikes that are, you know, driven on road, Harleys, Roadsters, they're very um, they're very stable. Mm-hmm. You can just press on the handlebar and it'll respond. Whereas a dirt bike, you have to throw it over and tell it, like, we're going this way. So it's just a different experience. Nice. Yeah. So you did other stunt work, too. I remember you saying you did falls and all that and... yeah i don't even remember where i met this guy but he's like yeah you gotta get into like fights and falls and so i did like a two-story fall that was kind of fun wow um i did a really cool stunt for suzuki where we were stacked on this t like they literally welded metal together into this like, almost like a like a football goal what are those called field goal post yeah field goal post. <laughs> sorry field goal, po- goal post the yellow thing <laughs> Sorry. Again, not a football girl. <laughs> um, and they had seven people balancing on it, like in a pyramid. And then they had mounted, welded, whatever, this football post uh-huh. that was green screened to the Suzuki bike. And the whole joke of the commercial was that you can now take all your friends with you because... So they show all these people like balancing on this T-post thing. And uh-huh. it was it was awesome. It was, it, was, it was a little sketchy, but it was really fun. <laughs> And then so then we cut to, like, all the people are in the car comfortably enjoying themselves, all wearing our, like, leather jackets, and it was really fun. Rad. Totally. Um, you were also, <laughs> you have some credits that are kind of interesting, like Not Uh-oh. Another Teen Movie. Yeah, it's so interesting. You were in that as Window Girl. Yeah, making out. Uh, Legally Blonde, I believe. I'm not, I, I'm, like, barely in it. I got cut out of the good, the good stuff, man. What happened? I guess There's... I just don't look sorority enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I don't know. There's nothing exciting to report about Legally Blonde. Just move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just move on. You did a pilot 
with Kelsey Grammer, I believe. I did. And you kind of booked that with your truck? Your truck was involved in the booking of that? Is that correct? He was outside when I arrived, and he loved the fact that I was driving a monster truck around Hollywood doing auditions. It's a flare across the back. <laughs> right, so you used to drive around. What, what were the specs on that um, on that? truck it had an eight inch lift which is that's pretty big I, it was legally as big as you could get and drive around without getting tickets and i got pulled over all the time but anyway it yeah. had a 40 i think i had 44s on it and this eight inch lift kit it was massive and i would go to auditions in it and it was ridiculous but i needed to do it <laughs> and now i don't ever want a monster truck again ah now you had this great Anybody in in my current position would be like, you had a great career going. You had these commercials that went national. You know, you're doing pilots with, with name actors, and you're in movies with name actors, and then you leave, right? Yeah, I did. You, you, you <laughs> dropped it all. I did. How, you, why? Did you not want to do it anymore? Or? It was weird. I just there there's so many things about being on the other side of the cameras that just wasn't me at all. Like I had a I had a good time and met cool people and went cool places, but I wasn't feeling like I was fulfilling that creative need, that outlet I have. So there was that. I wanted to figure out something else. I I had just sort of been getting into photography more and more and becoming very passionate about that. I really wanted to be a mom, and there was no way that I wanted to do that in like my current lifestyle. And so we had a house here in LA, and then we also had a place in Arizona. And I just didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to come back anymore, so I, I stayed in Arizona. Gotcha. Um, you mentioned photography. <laughs> I'm like, who, was that sad? Who and then, is? And then I didn't come back. <laughs> no, it's sorry, because it it's seems the truth. like well, but it seems like it was the right move on your part, because you know nobody wants you to be miserable. Yeah, I was. You know, not into it anymore. That happens. Good for you for stepping away. Thanks, man. You're welcome, man. Now, who is AJ after dark? Oh, AJ after dark. <laughs> that is okay. So I'm a wedding photographer. Uh huh. Primarily. Well, we have this really, really badass team. There's there's like 11 of us now, and we shoot a ton of weddings. We shoot like 60 weddings a year, which is, is a lot of work. Um, we love what we do. We get super creative at every single wedding we shoot. And um, as fun as that is, there's this other part of me that... I don't know if it like sort of... There's this part of me that sort of misses being a model on set and being in front of the camera and helping create really cool images, but I, lo I love directing, like, beautiful women and doing, like, really rad, high fashion, but, like, sexy shoots. Right, so that's so... what that is. That's that's me getting that out, because I can't, <laughs> at a wedding, I can't be like, all right, now, take your dress and do this. <laughs> Give me some more leg. They'll be like, what? <laughs> that's my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, no! I mean, you have so many creative outlets going right now. I know what's gonna happen. I know. Do you? Are you just more? gonna keep pushing everything forward and keep kind of? I like to have my hands in a million things at once. Yeah. It's it's like this weird, almost overwhelming feeling, but I kind of dig it. It's, it's weird, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing too much stuff, but then I keep doing it anyways. I don't change. So all this 
stuff, all these creative outlets you've got going is under Amp Creative, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. And you're also a, into marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I guess to put a little bow on this, let's bring it back to Havasu, our wonderful movie, Highway to Havasu. What can we expect in terms of the marketing strategy? Oh, man. That's a huge question. You can't just throw that in my face. You can say pass. No. Um, I have some really cool, really unique ideas, and I don't want to talk about them because I feel like it's going to make it sort of exciting. No, it's just I'm all about trying to be unique and different. It's like a huge, huge thing with me, and... I feel like there's some really great opportunities with some of the awesome people that dedicated their time to our project, Mm -hmm. and I want to use that to the best of our abilities to sort of like broaden our fan base, I guess, or awareness, so people find out what it's all about, Mm -hmm. versus just putting together a trailer and going, hey, watch our movie. (laughs) So good. Gotcha. One last thing is is you also do a little graphic design. What was your favorite... Design oh, God. from Havasu. Your favorite. Oh, world. easy. Beware of tits. Yeah, that was really good. So good. <laughs> so awesome. So good. Pulling up to that strip club oh, and God. seeing our sign there. I was like screaming in the car. And this was like, <laughs> this was one of the last things we ever shot. Second to last day. So we're on yeah. the end of this, you know, 30 day thing and we're all tired. We've all worked very hard. <laughs> And we're all delirious, a little loopy, and we pull up in the middle of the desert, and the sun is setting, and you just see Beware of Tits, this giant sign. Giant sign. Unreal. High five, man. Thanks. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Someone stole that sign. What? Yeah, like, it breaks my heart. I'm like, I have to get it out. Someone stole the sign. How effed up is that? How? Where, huh? Where was it stored? So, How did it... this the sign guy came and took it down, uh-huh. and then, like, I think forgot to tell us he took it down, and the manager of the location stuck the sign in their, like, bus that was right there. Gone. Because Jeff was like, hey, we're going to come pick it up. That's so weird. Don't worry, I'm totally getting another one made. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Going to go in your living room? Of course, with everything else. All right, Amber. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Yeah? Wait, I didn't get to ask you a question. Would you like to ask me a question? <laughs> so, yeah. I was thinking about it from the perspective of an actor. Uh-huh. And all the projects I did were like, you know, you go to set, you shoot for 8 hours, whatever, you come home and you're done. You got to be a part of this project where it just it didn't end. Like, you, you, you sort of lived in Havasu for, like, 40 days. Yeah. On and off, because you would leave and go to all your cool stuff that you had going on here in L.A., but what was that like? Like, you, you didn't go home and, like, turn it off and, like, go hang out with your real friends. Like, you had, you were forced to hang out with us. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. What's that like? I mean, first of all, I love traveling for work. Like, anytime I have a job that takes me somewhere, like, I work retreats and stuff. So I sometimes have to go to, like, Malibu or, or I've even gone as far as, like, Northern California to a retreat up there for, for music because I play Jewish music. That's for another time. Um, <laughs> Are you gonna, Would you like to sing something right now? No, but if you check out <laughs> the, my episode with Rachel Mylan, we get Jewy. Get into it? We get some Jewy music nice. on there. Anyway, <laughs> I believe that's episode 11. Could be completely wrong. All sorts of hard edges with uh, Rachel Mylan. Anyway. So, 
I love traveling for work and having to being forced to live in a place where I'm working and it's Havasu, Arizona. And like, you guys have that truck and you know, the lake is there and and we're going boating sometimes. We went once. Um, We went off-roading. We did go off-road. You got to flyboard. I got to flyboard, although that was kind of rough. You went golfing. I went golfing with Tony and George and Jeff. Yeah. Not every day you get to go golfing with some some rock stars, you know? That was kind of cool. pretty cool. I Um, was nervous dropping you off that day. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Those three together, they're going to get crazy. (laughs) It was one of the crazier games of golf I've I've played. I'm sure it was fun. Yes, I did make some great shots, though. But anyway... Um, I loved it. I because it's like summer camp. It's you know you get to be forced out of your comfort zone for a few months, and that's awesome. And also, you did such a great job in everything. So thank you, by the way. But in the main part, you hired some really great people. So kind of being around those people, um, for that amount of time was great. And like you said coming home after shoots every day and everybody's there and hanging out and we don't want to go to bed even though we have like a 12-hour day yeah. ahead of us. <laughs> like 30 pages of dialogue. No <laughs> it, was, it was exhausting, <laughs> but but fun. And it was fun. That's we, what we wanted. We wanted it to feel like It camp. was. And, and it was it was something magical that I'll always take with me and sad it's over. Um, and as an actor, in terms of the work, you know, because we did work on this thing. We did. We didn't just have fun. <laughs> um... It was really great just to the, the challenge of keeping it, keeping the ball up in the air for as long as you can and and having new actors come in and out and, you know, they come in and they're just like, oh my God, we're like staying in Havasu for two nights. And we're like, Ben, Caleb and I are like, we've been here for three weeks. <laughs> we got here in February. <laughs> <laughs> we got here in February and this shoot is never ending. <laughs> we're going on a road trip to Oregon. That was amazing. It was amazing. Jeez. That was. That's like a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, memories. But no, it, I definitely grew a lot and became a whole nother person because of this film. And I have proof of that. My friends and family will tell me that I'm a different person now because of this film. Really? In a good way, I hope. That's cool. Maybe a little raunchier. You're a little more Billy. I'm a little more Billy. I might <laughs> use some fouler language. But as Jeff always says... Zero fucks given. Right. I mean, that's why I wore this shirt today. Classy, but I cuss a little. Just because I didn't want to offend you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) So, does that answer your question? It does. That's a a great answer to my question. So, how can people follow you, uh, like, on social medias and stuff? And stuff? Yeah, Um, because you're big on Instagram. How many followers do you have? Like 7,000 something. It's pretty big. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um you can find me as mxamber.com cool nope well that's your you website could... <laughs> mxamber.com yeah i'm gonna wait nope and then nope. your handle is at mxamber yep just at mxamber uh-huh mm-hmm. and that's also your twitter nope that's amber gets just to keep it like super confusing gotcha yeah there you go people have happy hunting for that <laughs> um great well i guess all that's left to do is a sign off are you ready sidekick bag radio Now we're done.